You are listening to the Satellite Sisters Talk TV recap of the CBS drama, Madam Secretary. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm with my sister, Julie Dolan, who's in Dallas, Texas. Uh, We love watching TV shows and talking about them just like you would with your Satellite Sisters. And Julie, are you brokenhearted? I can't believe Nadine is leaving. Leanne, I opened up my Facebook uh, feed and it was just Nadine, Nadine, (laughs) Nadine, she's gone. What happened? Uh, How did it happen, Leanne? uh, Well, I guess the real story is that she asked to, you know, to be written off the show. So we don't know where she's headed. B.B. Newworth, the incredibly talented actress that, you know, that's Nadine was a wonderful part, but maybe B.B. thought maybe there's a Broadway play in her future or a bigger role, but she was such an essential piece of that team, which is why this episode was called The Essentials, but she was just such a fantastic presence. She's such an accomplished actress. You so believe the relationship that she and Bess had. You know, she was a flawed character. She it was a holdover from the previous Secretary of State with whom she had had a, an affair, even though he was married. She had a relationship with her son that wasn't perfect. But she just had a wonderful sense of calm and institutional knowledge, like almost like a real person who worked at the Department of State. Uh, and so right. it's just she was she was a diplomat. She was the heart and soul of the sixth floor of uh, of the State Department. She was the institutional wisdom of the organization. She was the one that was always given the tough assignments to tell the family of, uh, you know, a fallen soldier or of someone that was ill or sick or some mistake that had been made uh, on you know by the uh, the United States she was the true diplomat and everybody looked up to her and and counted on her in the office so uh she was flawless other than last episode Leanne, when she was sleeveless um in that arab country yeah. uh, uh I in think the- that's why she left Julie I think she couldn't take the heat of the criticism you tossed at her last week do you feel even the slightest bit guilty well, I, I, I would have, Leanne, but there she was in the opening episode of this week's uh, The Essentials in another sleeveless blouse. Okay, yeah, so hot. she was just it's hot in D.C. Leanne, <laughs> uh, she was making a statement. She was she was uh, she was just not going to wear sleeves anymore. So maybe that's the reason why she had to leave the State Department. <laughs> Well, she, we're going to get to this. She did say that her character is, is moving to the West Coast to be with her son and uh, his girlfriend and, and, a, and a new grandchild. And that's also your fault too, Julie, because you tell those good urban Nana stories on Satellite Sisters. And I think Nadine's been listening and said, I want a piece of that. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it was completely believable when, when the a character Nadine found out that her son and his girlfriend were having a baby, the joy on her face. And when they, you know, you know, said, well, hey, maybe you can come and spend some time just just that the emotion that came over Nadine's face, like, yes, I want to be with this baby. I want to reconnect with my child. I want, you know, I want this as the next chapter in in motherhood for me. So, yeah, I love that. I, you know, she had a one, B.B. Newworth had a wonderful show uh, in general. She just was pitch perfect in every single scene. And we'll get to the scene at the end where I was just sobbing between her, her and Beth. <laughs> 
I know. Gosh. I know. I couldn't believe she was really doing it. I know. But and it didn't read... start off that way. No. We didn't know at the beginning of the episode no. that's where it was going. No. I like I like that. Although I have to say, if you're posting about Madam Secretary or um, or Pull Dark on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group page, remember we have a lot of West Coast sisters. So try to hold back uh, any spoilers. There. <laughs> so a new member post was very distraught over Nadine, but that's happened in the past. We're not singling you out. Don't worry. It's just remember, uh, you know, those of us on the West coast, we're watching three hours later. So, uh, so all back until, um, you know, Monday morning to post on the Facebook page, but all in all the essentials, it was really kind of a love letter to the people of the state department, really the whole, uh, the whole episode. And that sort of mirrored what's going on in the news with all the budget cuts and the reduction of workforce and, uh, the reduction of influence at the state department. So this was a chance for the writers to kind of address that in a, I think a very meaningful, thoughtful way. So here were the storylines. Um, first we had a a Syrian refugee storyline. There was a, there's a, let there be light in the refugee camps. It's just what I'm calling it. There's a Syrian refugee camp in Lebanon. So very complicated mm-hmm. geopolitical situation. No electricity, which was leading to a lot of very difficult, stressful situations there. Crime, bad behavior. You know, it was going to be in everyone's benefit to get the electricity running at that camp. And they were running into a lot of roadblocks. Politics, uh, land. They were just running into politics. And that, that mirrored the story that was happening in the U.S., when they were in at this budget impasse. There you go, It was go, all Julie. about politics. Yep. Right? The next story was the government shutdown. We saw uh, President Dalton in action. He managed to, I guess he had a couple cups of caffeine and he decided to go to work. <laughs> he was, he was pretty perky. I mean, they, I think they have, they've been listening. I think the writers have been listening to us, Leanne, <laughs> because they have President Dalton like moving around more. He's yeah. not just leaning up against, uh, up against his desk in the Oval Office, yeah. which he, he did for the first couple of seasons. I mean, he's in, you know, sitting in chairs, in meetings, may, uh, talking to people. Uh, so yes, very energetic president. Uh, overarching all of this is the good work of the good people in public service because with this government shutdown looming, uh, there's a possible furlough of non-essential personnel in the government. And so we have a wonderful scene at the end about public service. Uh, there's a whole sort of overarching storyline about babies, motherhood, and grandmotherhood. I thought that was very nice. They were mm-hmm. throwing a baby shower for um, Daisy. Daisy. Yeah, uh, she had that wonderful conversation with Nadine about losing yourself to motherhood, and then Nadine sort of takes her own advice and loses herself to grandmotherhood, and then uh, and then we have Dimitri getting clean while Henry chases him all over town with his sister in the motel. Okay, he, he gets clean in the motel, right? Don't they? I mean, that seems like a little bit of a cliche, but whatever. They're uh, they're. I, I think we want to see Dimitri not hooked on o- opioids. Yeah. So where that's <laughs> that's. Got to be we our do. position here at Satellite Sister Talk TV, yeah. which is, you know, we're, we're all for that. But he's going to have to do the rehab. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's true, Julie. 
we, we like the spy missions. We like when they go out on the fake missions. Right. That so, and you know, last year we had to sit through the the cult thing, and so right. we have Dimitri. We can go back at the Russians now. Let's do it. So let's get them clean, so we can go back out there on the missions. So these stories all crossed over. So the easiest way to probably recap this episode is sort of start to finish, which we mm-hmm. don't usually do. But I think that's what we're going to do here. So uh, you know, we start with Bess doing yoga. And she's terrible at it. That surprised Not me. Not flexible at all is what <laughs> I put in my notes. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> so, uh, so instead of the soothing, calm voice of um, of the yoga teacher, she turns on C-SPAN, and we see the new nemesis senator. Senator Nemesis is just what I'm calling him. Carlos, I guess the yep. one who's who's vowed to sort of get back at the Dalton ticket for uh for running against a, the actual party candidate as you remember so it's good she's trying to do yoga she's watching c-spans and then in comes tim daly in comes henry with matching outfits on i thought those relationship goals isn't it that's it they're just so adorable together and they look so cute yeah so <laughs> i do appreciate that when she sees senator nemesis on tv she just says i hate his stupid dumb face so <laughs> With a permanent five o'clock shadow. Do you notice uh, Senator Carlos bad guy is what I called him in my notes, Leanne. But yes, that's he. But how, I mean, I think that scene where she's trying to do yoga, it's not going well. She's watching a little TV and then there's something on the TV that aggravates her. And how many people have done that where they've just turned off the TV? Yeah, I just turn off the radio. We're just not going to watch or listen to it anymore. We're right? not. We're sick of yeah. it. We're that sick was, of it. That's, I mean, that may be, that activity may be the thing that brings this country back together again, Liam. <laughs> We're all so fed up. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so she heads to the office where, uh, you know, Nadine informs her they're all getting ready for Daisy's big baby shower. And so yeah. then we have a whole discussion of the office gift. Everybody pitches in 62 bucks and, you know, and, and MSEC, Madam Secretary, says no games. And so... <laughs> I mean, weren't you hoping that they'd be, there'd be some singing or dancing in yes. that baby shower? I really thought, and perhaps that's why B.B. Newworth is leaving the show, is that there wasn't you know, more opportunity for her to sing and dance. Although she's so good at all the serious stuff, too. I know. So. I know. So that's what I was hoping. Like, well, great. No games. Let's, yeah, let's see a soft shoe. But that that did not happen. Mm-hmm. Uh Meanwhile, at the White House, we've got the whole storyline going on with the budget meetings and, you know, the president negotiating. And so we have young Stevie there, as we know. Daughter Stevie is an intern for the chief of staff. I have to say, really enjoying this little storyline of Stevie in the White House. I think it's really... I do too. Yeah. It's fun. Have you noticed, though, how tiny her desk is in the in the White House? Did you pick up on that? Okay. Next week, I want you to look very carefully. They have her in the tiniest little desk uh, uh, in the White House, I guess, to designate that she's just an intern. Right. And if you ever wondered, uh, you know, about what all those staffers do sitting behind the senators and the president, blah, 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 they're in there taking notes, uh, trying to figure out the body language of their political en- enemies. I like I like to find out about that. Yeah, I did, too. I thought that was great. I'm really enjoying I like sort of semi grown up Stevie. And she's she's doing this, and so we get young eyes and ears in the White House, and the snappy outfits. I mean, it's one after another for her. Yeah, she's really she's, really working it. 
Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, Henry has gotten out of his matching sweatpants and he has to go tell his boss at the CIA, I'm so sorry that I made you hire a Russian guy with a drug problem. Yeah. That maybe I didn't do the employee drug test before I hired the Russian guy with the giant drug problem. Yeah. So uh, I thought his boss was pretty understanding, but they're going to keep it under the rug, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they're spies. So they're going to keep this a secret. Yeah. Uh, or so they think, but they, you know, they cook up a plan where they want, you know, they want to get Dimitri cleaned up and then they'll see if he can be of use to the agency. Yeah. Yeah. This job takes a toll. That's what Mr. CIA man said. And, yeah. Uh, and a bit, apparently everybody but Henry who looks fantastic. So, but he did get shot last year. But... Right. And he had the crutches and everything. <laughs> crutches. He was That's a wreck right. last year. Well, he was one man saving Washington, D.C. on crutches. That's hard to do, Joel. <laughs> And it's hard to do. <laughs> All right. So back at the office, this whole shutdown, uh, we have everyone's bugging Nadine. Are our jobs going to be furloughed? Are we essential? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? I actually thought that was a little unprofessional. Matt and Daisy bugging Nadine. These are grownups, you know, they didn't you that scene in the coffee. Oh, I would, if I would yeah. totally bug a co- co-worker oh. if I. Thought, if I thought I was going to lose my job. Okay. Yeah, Nadine's still, well, she's nine months up. I'm not Nadine, but Daisy's nine months pregnant. Okay. She's, she's got to figure that out. And Matt's neurotic. So, you know, of course he wants to know. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. You make a good point. You make a good point. I just felt bad for Nadine. Yes. Uh, but then we, she learns that her, her adorable son and his girlfriend are having a baby, but the girlfriend's name is mistakenly on the no fly list. So they want to get the baby back to be born in the U.S. They want to get back before she's seven months pregnant. They're currently in Myanmar. Um, so Nadine goes, she goes mama bear. I mean, she goes ballistic. <laughs> she goes to Homeland Security. And when she gets the cold shoulder, she just rips into that poor guy who's simply That's- following the rules. I thought that was kind of a low blow. I mean, there she was like calling out his kids, Madison and Hunter or whatever, whatever those kids were. Yeah. I, I mean, when I was watching that scene, I was thinking, oh, if you could actually just solve some government snafu as easily as Nadine did, you know, I mean, but she had she had no choice, Lee. And I mean, she really needed to deliver on this because if she really wants to be a grandmother, you got to you got to come through on this stuff. OK, this her son doesn't doesn't ask her that much. He doesn't talk to her that much. Right. This is the one favor he asked for uh, from her. She was going to. You see her fierceness. She was going to deliver on this. She yeah. was going to get her uh, son's girlfriend off that no fly list, hell or high water. Yeah. Yeah. The son's adorable. That Ethan Peck. I like. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really cute. cute. I, I. I'm. But we're I wish he was any- joining the cast, but now we'll never see him again. Because- we're never going to see him. <laughs> never going to see him. San Francisco. We, you know, we don't know what the what kind of baby there we're going to have. You know, we don't we don't know anything else. It's That's they're it. gone. Yeah, we don't know. All right. So meanwhile, let's go to the Syrian refugee thing. This, this is a pretty complicated storyline, but Bess is working her magic. We we again we see this sort of overarching theme of you know people in public service doing the good work, and I thought that was a very effective scene when she talked to one of the you know people in charge on the ground, a woman who was in the Army Corps of Engineers, and you know this was what she did for a living was like get lights and refugee camps. And mm-hmm. you could hear the frustration in her voice. Like it all comes down to politics. We know exactly what we need to do. And we can't get anything done. Uh, you know, may I speak off the record, ma'am? I'm going to use that more. I'd like to speak. Off the <laughs> or what, what did you say? Prepare. What did you say? Permission to be, speak. Speak off the record. Speak off okay. the record. Whatever. Talk with your husband. See how that works. <laughs> 
<laughs> permission to speak freely. I think that's what it was. Permission okay, to speak freely. The clock is ticking too because uh, uh, Bess is trying to get all these things, get the lights on at the in an hour. Time. Yeah, it's in, <laughs> in, in literally an hour. So, um, you know, because she wants to do it all before the shutdown because once uh, you know the, the shutdown goes into a place. All these people will be furloughed. Nothing will get done. There will be a cholera outbreak at the refugee camp. And you know Bess wants to save lives. Yeah, so. right. And she's a problem solver. We know that. So and she has her light bulb moment, which she has each episode, right, Liam? That's right. Jay, Jay finds out that there's a company that does exactly this, has these solar-powered you know, gizmos that light up refugee camps. But here's the problem. Oh, they're Israeli. And the camp is in Lebanon, and technically the two countries are still at war. And so, of course, they can't accept goods or services or whatever they said. They had like a list of eight things they couldn't Mm -hmm. uh, do. So what does Bess decide to do, Julie? She's going to bring everybody together, right? Right. She creates her own summit at the CIA headquarters. So there she has the CIA director. She has... Um, she has the Israeli solar panel guy who, who somehow is going to deliver 10,000 solar panels in a day, in a day. Them all, all installed She's yeah. the for free, woman. for free. Yeah. Totally and for then free. the Lebanese ambassador and, uh, the, the Israeli and the Lebanese, uh, parties aren't even, they won't even look at each other. No. They're just yelling at each other, but there is best in some, I couldn't really figure out what that long white jackety thing she had, uh, <laughs> But point. she gives an impassioned speech about doing the right things, putting politics aside, you know, and just and and let's get let the there be light. And and these guys agree to it. Right. It happens. It's Middle East peace right there at the CIA. I mean, it's unbelievable. Even the CIA director can't believe it. Oh, my gosh. You McCords. He rolls his eyes because all day long, all he does is deal with McCords. <laughs> so. <laughs> So they do it. They're gonna they're gonna get that solar power. Meanwhile, Dalton having no luck in the you know in the the budget negotiations. Oh no, those are that those were kind of deadly scenes. Uh, I mean, it's I suppose it's hard to make budget discussions interesting. But there you have Doc, you know Senator Carlos, five o'clock shadow, bad guy, and Dalton, and they're just eyeball to eyeball, um, and nothing is happening. Yeah. And so Dalton walks away from the table and we think it's just a ruse, but he goes to the vets administration and we learn like that he goes once a month, very quietly, talks to the vets, never gets any press for it. He's a former Marine. He just believes in doing the right thing. It's a chance for Russell to show Stevie like she doesn't understand why did the president walk away? It's three more hours to the deadline. And, you know, he gives it again. Everyone had a good speech. Like everyone had a speech this week about doing the right thing. And right. what the, the term public service really means when you're really trying to do the right thing. And, and Stevie's Gaga, she's hooked. You can see right there. She's in. She's totally she's inspired. In. And I and I believe those were real veterans in those in the scene uh, when he was talking to the veterans. They when were real. The, vets, fake, yeah. the fake president was talking to real veterans. <laughs> Yes. That's a good point. Yes. It was a nice touch. I like that. It was a nice touch. So so what happens? Furlough, right? Furlough. That's it. They're headed towards the furlough. The Senate, the you know, Senator Nemesis, he's not gonna compromise on anything. He's talking about principles, but we we all know it's politics for him. And uh and that's it. The government is shut down. So we, we have to go back to the baby shower, you know, where 
everyone's giving gifts, everyone's happy. And, you know, Bess, once again, gives a dry vac away, <laughs> the wet dry vac. The portable wet uh, dry vac. That's her go-to gift. She feels very passionately about that uh, item. And, and she's right. There, uh, you know, with a child, you're, there's going to be a lot of messes, and there, and that's going to get a lot of use. I'm surprised she doesn't give a promo code out right in the middle of the. <laughs> you can order this. We'll, we'll have to do some research to see if that product, if the sales have uh, shot up. So, and Blake, of, co- of course, he has the gift of all gifts, doesn't he, Leanne? Oh, that was really cute. The little, uh, the little onesie that said Diplotot. Like yes. diplomat, diplotat. It was very cute. I was adorable. I was adorable. I know. And that's yeah. something someone thoughtful like Blake would do. Uh, and so then we find out, though, that it's going to be a pretty brutal furlough for these non-essential personnel, that all the good work they're doing around the world is going to grind to a halt because you need people in these sort of thankless jobs, non-political jobs, doing this work every day, and that's not going to happen. And so Bess is preparing to, you know, say something to her people there who have been furloughed. And then Nadine comes in out of the blue and really surprises her with her resignation. And I had to tell you, I thought that was a beautiful scene. I did too. I liked it because it was, you know, two career women uh, having a personal conversation, you, the, the respect that they had for each other, the empathy that they had was very believable. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it wasn't like Bess was trying to uh, convince Nadine, no, 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 don't do it. She could see that this was, you know, this was Nadine's path and she respected that. And it was beautiful, Leanne. You're yeah. right. No, I, I think... T- too. Just two people talking in a civil manner to each other about public service. That was nice too. I feel like yeah. we just don't get enough of that. And there was, it was very real for both characters and, and yeah, it wasn't overly mushy or overly sentimentalized. I think that's when the show is at the best, at its best, when it seemed like that, where you see that, because it just seemed very authentic, you know, a real conversation that might happen from two women that have been in the trenches a long time. And then Bess has to go out and she has to, you know, give the troops, uh, her people there at the State Department, uh, you know, some sort of send off to thank them for their service. They don't really know if they're going to be back. And so they're sort of letting all these super talented people out into the wind and maybe some of them will come back. And maybe, as she jokes, some of them will, you know, go to work on Wall Street where they'll make 10 times as much money as they would slogging it away there at the State Department. And that was a beautifully shot. Very inspiring speech. Yeah, yeah. I like the way it was shot and sort of the music seemed to swell and you had this, this sense of, you know, the do, you know, the duty of working for your, for your country and the value in doing that. Yes. So uh, all in all, though, a heartbreaking episode, uh, really well executed. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. thank you for your service, Nadine. We're going to miss you. you. We're We're going to miss you. Send pictures of the baby. (laughs) Or the baby's father. Just send pictures of the baby's father. (laughs) So now the question is, who gets Nadine's job? Yeah. Well, you know, obviously they're going to bring in a couple new cast members. It's a good opportunity for that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it probably should be Jay, but I don't, I don't know. That would be. Oof. No, please not Jay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jay. But no, you just, Jay, you just do that policy wonky thing you do. Yeah. No, yeah. he doesn't, he's not, 
he, he doesn't have like he he can't run the mothership the okay. way uh, Nadine He's not fit did. for prime time. No, 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 we're gonna need we're gonna need somebody else there. And I guess Daisy's going on maternity leave. Yeah. I laughed when she said, "Oh, I'll be out for a couple of weeks, then I'm gonna be right back at it." Good luck with that, Daisy. <laughs> yeah, two weeks. That's about all you need to have, you know, to be home with the baby. Yeah, you'll be all set. <laughs> Well, she's a single mother, so she can't, she can't take, you know, she can't take months off. She needs, she needs to get back to work there. So, uh, as remember, the father of the baby is dead. Remember, <laughs> remember that? So, yes, I do remember that. Yeah. All right. But she's on that good uh, government health insurance. So That's I bet you, I bet she has better benefits than either you or me. Okay. So there yes, you have it. That's a good point. Well, I did see, according to, you know, news reports today that Sarah Ramirez from, um, uh, Grey's Anatomy is joining the cast as some, mm-hmm. but it didn't say as a as the chief of staff. It did not say that it's some sort of whiz bang policy wonk. So we're gonna get some new energy, and that yeah. that'll be good. I don't think she can sing and dance. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> so just as long as they don't touch Blake, I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, because I'm already excited for this year's Christmas party. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and our binders full of blouses. Um, I, I just big shout out to that dusty rose dress on Stevie with the drop earrings. And uh, were those sunset eyes, Julie? Did you? <laughs> I believe they were, Leanne. Okay. <laughs> I'm afraid to try that at home, but uh, I think Stevie achieved it. Yes. Yeah. So that was a really good look. Uh, I liked, I think they're giving Bess's hair a little bit more, um, Breck girl shine and bounce. Don't you? There was some, I felt like it had more movement. I felt her hair had more movement in this episode than last week. I felt her clothes in general were, were still serious. She's wearing a lot of serious, serious suits there. Although she had that wild white duster thing over the black and white dress, which I like that black and white dress, uh, quite a bit, but I did not understand the the white duster coat she was when she was negotiating her <laughs> Middle East peace agreement there, but it seemed to work. It seemed to work with uh, with the parties involved. Okay. Anything else in your anything else in the recap today? I think that's it, Liam. All right. Well, Nadine, fare thee well. We will miss you. Thank you, BB Newworth. Uh, you know, we also recap Pole Dark on PBS, and this week, Julie, what would you say about the Pole Dark this week? It was dark, Leanne. So dark. Leanne, I could barely see it. So many scenes of prisons and dark pubs and just dark nights. And (laughs) we need special glasses to watch that show. You know, sort of like the equivalent of solar eclipse glasses. Do they have shows that would, glasses that would brighten things up for us? I mean, I don't know. That was crazy. Uh, also, on our regular Satellite Sisters podcast this week, if you're not a regular listener, this is an episode you're probably going to want to tune into. Our our sister Liz, uh, who um, has the opportunity occasionally to interview people, very famous people, uh, sat down with Vice President Joe Biden on Friday in Beverly or Sunday night in Beverly Hills, and so she recounts backstage what she asked Vice President Biden and some other fun tidbits from uh, her experience interviewing Vice President Biden. So that is on this week's Satellite Sisters. We would love it if you would subscribe and rate us, both Satellite Sisters Talk TV, thank you for listening, and Satellite Sisters. You can find both at Apple Podcasts or at Stitcher. All right, Jewel, have a great week. You too, Leanne. Don't forget, call your satellite sister. 